Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Welcome to the She Slays the Day podcast with Dr. Lauren Brunslick. Direct, soulful, comedic, advice for female chiropractors' most stagnating questions. Let's talk business, marriage and relationships, momming, and self-development. Here's your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick. Hey, She Slayers. This is your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick, and this is the official first Sunday of 2020, which means... We're doing a mashup. Um, This episode is really fun. Um, I thought it would be less work because I didn't have to sit down and talk for an hour. In fact, it was substantially more work um, because we had to go back and listen through hours and hours of content, finding the best parts of the best episodes. Um, But I'm so excited for you to listen to this. It is really cool to look back on 2019 and think that like the first quarter, this podcast wasn't even an idea. And then by the end of 2019, some of the conversations that were had and like distributed to people in the world um, were powerful and funny and controversial. And I just, I know this sounds like I'm tooting my own horn, but I really freaking love what this podcast is doing and the space that we have created to to have conversations like this. Um, So I need to let you know that I did not, we did not have time to go through every single episode because there were 31 awesome episodes um, and we just didn't have the manpower to comb through every single one. So what we did is we looked back on only conversations that I had with other people. Um, So there's no like solos of just me. Maybe in 2020, there'll be a just Lauren's greatest hits type thing. Don't worry. You know I will make Kirby make like a video montage of my greatest hits at some point. Um, but that's not this. Uh, so this is only conversations with other people. Um, and we looked at the ones that got the most shares, the most likes, the most listens. Um, and we threw out a couple things on social media asking you, like, what were your favorites? And so these were the ones that were voted on the most. So if you were on the show and your clip is not in here, oh my God, I am so terribly sorry. Know that I don't let anything onto this show that I don't love. Um, so if you were a guest and you made it into an episode, you rock. I liked the episode for sure. And I, in 2020, maybe at the end of 2020, when we're doing a recap, we'll have like a part one, two or three. Um, again, you notice all the work I'm creating for Kirby, uh, and we can get every guest on. Okay. So, um, before we start, I do need to tell you, so there was, um, an episode 10, Megan Sandy, and we're going to actually hear from Megan later. Um, like my favorite part of our conversation, Um, But Megan is, she's not a chiropractor, but she's a health and fitness expert and coach. And she actually has a brand new eight-week program coming up called Muscles and Mindset. Okay, so it starts on Monday, January 13th. And like I said, this is eight weeks. And it's going to take you through literally everything you need to know to harness the power of your mind and conquer any negative relationships that you may have with your food or your body. And for those of you that have just been on this journey with me, you know that I really value Megan. Um, 
she shares in her episode some of her journey. Uh, the best coaches have been through it, have been through the war and have like persisted and conquered on the other end. So like all the crazy thoughts in your head that you don't think anybody else can relate to, Megan can't. Um, so the, so Megan has worked with a lot of ladies. She's been doing this for multiple, multiple years, but I think this is the first time she's actually done a eight week program like this. Um, and the women she's worked with have reported that for the first time in their life, they're not consumed with thoughts of food and they've learned how to actually trust their bodies and have a, had like a total mindset shift in their confidence with their bodies and their relationship with food in the mirror. So what you're going to get in this program is you will receive full access to Megan. Now, she told me to say 24-7, and I said, I don't think that's a good idea because what if people message you at 1 in the morning? I can tell you that I have messaged Megan very late in the night, um, you know, with negative thoughts that I'm thinking, like, about, like, oh, I just, like, shameful thoughts, like, why did I eat that, and blah, 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 and she has answered, and I'm like, okay, maybe she does mean 24-7, um, but you're going to get complete access to her, and she's going to help you rewire your brain and stop that self-sabotaging patterns. Um, a lot of time with this, you need an accountability partner. Like as chiropractors, we know, we tell people, we're gonna rewire your neurology and it requires consistency and repetition and support. And she's gonna be that for you. Um, she's gonna help identify and put an end to what your specific negative cycles are. And that way, when you know exactly what yours are, you can finally have a game plan um, to have freedom. Freedom from negative thoughts and with food. So the program includes one-on-one -on -one calls, customized workout plans. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I'm, I have to tell you about the workout plans. I started doing her workouts in June. My body is different than it has ever been. I've never had this much muscle and definition and tone um, because I just wasn't comfortable lifting weights. I would like use the little machines, but I would be like a cardio queen and then like wonder why things weren't changing. So she's going to really help with specific workouts, doing fun things. If you're like, oh, I hate burpees. Okay. She won't put burpees in. Um, I personally hate Turkish get-ups more than anything in life. And so I was like, I, I, I cannot do workouts with Turkish get-ups. So she's going to make these customized to you. And there's going to be education models to give you health tools that you can utilize for the rest of your life. So if you're ready to finally make peace with food and your body and find confidence in that body again that maybe you haven't had since like prepubescence, um, you know, that like naked little four-year-old that ran around that just like didn't think any shame or judgment, like maybe you can get back to that confidence and you can understand exactly how to master your mindset so you can make changes that will last your entire life. This program will be perfect for you then. So launches first come first serve. Um, once the spaces are gone, they're gone. So if you're thinking about it, you need to connect to Megan right away. So to reach out and connect with Megan to sign up for Muscles and Mindset, go to fitandfierce.co slash work with me. And we'll also have a link up on our site. So you can just go to sheslayspodcast.com and you can click on that to connect with Megan. So when you sign up, here's the big deal. Mention She Slays and you are going to save $100 on the program, okay? So it's a big deal, guys. I cannot support Megan enough and believe in what she's doing. She is wonderful. All right. So before we kick off clip one, you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a little prayer uh, because, damn, if there was a time to thank God for everything, it is when we're reflecting on 2019. Dear God... 2019 was hard, yo. Oh my gosh. Next time, can you give me like a forewarning of like, oh, all these goals are really cute. I'm gonna shake your shit up, girl. Um, I don't know that I'm at a point where I can like 100% say I'm thankful for the lessons, but I am. I know that lessons in life are necessary and that you have such greater things planned than... I couldn't even imagine right now. Um, when I was going into 2019, this podcast was not on the radar. And my plans that I was taking from 2018 into 2019 would have just continued down a very interesting path that you did not have for me. So thank you for making um, abrasive 
disruptions in that path and guiding it in towards this. Thank you for each person who's been a part of this podcast, whether they are on the other side of this listening and supporting, please let them know how much that supporting a girl helps. Um, and for each person who's been on the show, those that were able to make a second appearance today and not, I am eternally grateful for their peace in this. Um, continue to use this to help others. Use this as a platform for your glory and not mine. In your name we pray. Amen. Okie dokie. So we're going to kick this off with our first clip. This is a conversation I had with Dr. Kate Jones in episode 25. Um, we were, okay, I will tell you, Kate Jones is like me. Uh, girlfriend needs a podcast because she drops F-bombs like I do, and she just goes straight to it. Uh, we were answering a question on overwhelm and the feelings of trying to do it all. So this is definitely one of my favorites episodes. Um, she's not an amateur when it comes to sharing her truth and laying it all on the line with no sugarcoating. So here is episode 25 with Kate Jones. Self-care doesn't necessarily need to be like, I sit in a room and somebody braids my hair and like rubs essential oils on me at, for three and a half hours. Like it doesn't need to be this fucking extensive spa weekend thing, right? Like that's another misconception about self-care. Also, you know, self-care doesn't need to be this like, well, fuck you. I need this time for me. So like screw you and your needs. It doesn't need to be that either. It's like you just communicate what your needs are, find things that work both for you and the people that you need in order to support you and then figure out how to get your needs met. Right. Yep. But it's being direct and prioritizing yourself. And I love that she brought up the point, like, you know, I keep putting myself at the bottom of the list of the priorities. I was taking care of a woman, you know, incredible woman at the practice, really amazing job. And she was two kids, like tons of shit going on all the time. And she said like in this past year, you know, one of her biggest things and one of her biggest mantras was like, I'm moving up the list. And having that concept for yourself of like, I'm moving up the list of, okay, there's a lot that's going on, but I have to start moving myself up the list because if I'm continually trying to give out of like an empty tank, then I'm really just showing up as a really shitty version of myself in a whole bunch of places rather than being my most potent version of myself in the places that I really want to be. Absolutely. So when we look at trying to fit in these places, there's two concepts I want to introduce is one finding, finding your sacred spaces throughout your day. So some of that might be that quiet of 5 a.m. And I've oscillated between, you know, having a really regimented morning routine that like gets done in the early morning. And I've also had ones that, you know, can kind of extend throughout the day. And I get like my movement breathwork meditation in throughout the day. Um, you know, you can do abbreviated versions of this too. We're currently doing like a Kairos Presence Mastermind group that's been going. We're in the 12th three. 12th week of 12 weeks with a, a group of 10 people. And it's been really beautiful to see like how that, you know, commitment to those types of things um, really does cause an amazing shift within people. And so finding, okay, if I know that like, these are things that I need, how can I set my day up? And how can I end my day with things that are beautiful? Brett talks a lot about this as well as like having a morning routine, having an evening routine. Um, and what does that look like for you? And so that might be, I need to get up 30 minutes earlier so that I can, you know, gently move through all the joints of my body. Even if that's just my morning routine, do 10 big breaths and then sit in silence for two minutes. Yep. That can be something that is just an easy ad. Cause we also try to put self-care and, and putting ourselves as a priority as it's like, well, if I don't have like three hours to do this, then I just, I guess I can't, but it's like, it can be 15 minutes and that's okay. It's just the dedication of waking present up. And conscious. It's presence and consciousness. And so that's yeah, a good point. I, I want you to make sure you hit that second point, but um, yeah, we are so right. We're like, oh, I don't have an extra two hours or an extra hour in my day. And it's like, well, can you find four 15 minute chunks? Yeah. And being like, 
this is my 15 minutes and not wasting a second on like, okay, but hold on. I just have to like send that email. And it's like, no, start now. Yeah. Breathe. breathe and meditate right now. <laughs> like, yeah. Yep. And so even in, and knowing like, okay, what is it that I need? What is it that I need to delegate and where, where am I willing to delegate and where do I not want to delegate? You know, it's like, I don't want to delegate bedtime, but I could delegate doing somebody else doing my laundry or like, I don't want to, you know, I don't, I don't want to do the grocery shopping. It takes an hour for me to like, or an hour and a half for me to go do this. It's like, what do you need to outsource potentially to free up your time in order for you to be doing the things that you really want to be doing? Okay, sorry, I had to cut that off short. You wanted to keep listening, didn't you? I know, but that's what this is. These are clips. I'm sorry, you can go back and listen. Episode 25, that was such a good one. All right, so strolling right into our next clip is a conversation that I had pretty early on. I believe this was my very first guest on the show. Um, It's Dr. Christy Wick in episode four. Dr. Christy is a chiropractic coach for females and she's amazeballs. Um, I have this girl on speed dial and leave her very long rambling messages, usually while running and my brain, um, cause my brain does all sorts of things while running. Um, and you know, like sometimes good, sometimes a little midlife crisis. It's all good. What am I doing with my life, Christy? Uh, but she's a godsend. And so in this conversation, you're going to jump into us talking about finding pace Um, This is from a question from a woman who is like struggling between striving and burnout, striving and burnout. So the little, this little clip doesn't even do it justice. So go check out the entire episode, number four. Um, But here we go. Dr. Christy Wick and I jumping in on uh, striving and burnout. First, she kind of describes it as very black and white. Like you are either striving and pushing for more or you are complacent and stagnant. Mm-hmm. And I just can't, I, so far from the truth in, in life, but it can feel that way. Like there's so many people that can and make it feel that way. So I think the first thing we have to really just dissect for her is striving for more and not being thankful for what you have. That's not synonymous. Like those are not like it's, it doesn't have to be one or the other. There's so much gray area in between, but the gray area is where people feel weird and icky and they just don't know how to navigate that gray area. So it's like, well, I'm either way over here on, on this side of the pendulum or I'm way over here on the side of the pendulum. Um, because even, you know, thinking about being thankful for what you have and coasting also not synonymous. So, you know, there's so many people that have a system or you know something in play that they're using for motivation to grow their business, to grow their life, whatever it is, but they still have massive daily gratitude practices and they still are super thankful for everything they have. And if you would ask them, I guarantee that they'd be like, if I didn't reach those goals, I still would know how to be super thankful for everything that's already happened in my life. So I think the first thing for Danielle and for anyone else that's that's listening and this is a common affliction, you have to ask yourself what about the gray area is uncomfortable for you? So why is it one or the other? And if the universe continues to throw up these red flags that striving for more is exhausting, the gray area might be uncomfortable because you don't know if the whole more that you're striving for is the right more. Like maybe you're not going towards something that's actually what you want. Maybe you are, you have a really specific thing in your brain of what you think your life should look like, or you're modeling it after something else that you've seen. And the universe is giving you fantastic signs to say, this is my, you know, this might be what you think you want, but is it really attached to a why or something deep? For you. And I think a lot of people get uncomfortable in the gray area because they haven't spent enough time really asking themselves what they want and what that's going to mean to them. And so they just feel like they need to kind of check some boxes or, you know, like she put, strive for more because that's what you're supposed to do in life. Um, where, you know, that might not necessarily be as fulfilling as she would like it to be. So I think she just has to break down those sides and figure out what about being in the middle at times is uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, I know for me, like, damn, I'm so glad I had you on. Cause I'm like, Oh, 
shit. Yes, that is totally. Um, so that gray area is exactly what, so I feel like my pendulum about a year and a half ago was like way over in this, like crushing goals, like taking names, just like, you know, accomplishing stuff. That's how I became what I am and blah, blah, blah. And then like the little guy inside started to like go, well, what does it profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul? And I'm like, so then I kind of like pendulum, huge swing over here of like, now I want nothing and I'm going to give all of my money away. And I remember somebody literally said like, I don't know, maybe you're going to be like a Buddhist monk. And I like was like, maybe I will. I don't know. (laughs) And, And so then, you know, that was another pendulum swing, right? Like, so it was like, obviously just God had given me certain driver and talents and things like that. And so he didn't want me to be over there either. And that wasn't natural for me. So then it kind of like swung into this gray area, which is so freaking uncomfortable because I don't know what to do. Like when I feel like with the ditch on each side of the roads or the pendulum on each side, there's like, when you have an extreme it's very almost like caricature of like, well, this is what that person would do when it's like, when you have in your mind an idea of like what, you know, the Brenda Burchards and the Tony Robbins and the Rachel Hollis's, you're like, what would they do? Well, they would get up at 5 a.m. and they would never stop. And like, we're just so like, and you, like you said, like, that's not actually probably what they do, but we create this caricature of a driver and successful person. And so it's easy to go there. But then on the other side, we've got this caricature of like Jesus or Buddha. I'm mean, like, well, what would they do? Well, they wouldn't care about how much money they brought in and they wouldn't care about how many Instagram likes. And in between, it's like, who are those examples? And the big reason that, you know, I like what you said, like these steps of view the steps to figure out your gray area and why I think so many people don't do what you recommended is fear that when they actually stop to think about like, is what I'm going for congruent with my vision or this or that, it almost freaks them out that they may have wasted some time or, you know, like people are just implicitly, implicitly, is that the word innately? Yeah. More innately afraid of change. And so Mm -hmm. it's like, well, I don't, I don't want to stop and question my values and what I'm going for or whether that's actually good because shoot, what if I wasted the last four years and I'm afraid to, to acknowledge like, oh shoot, maybe I've been driving towards the wrong thing. Yeah, I told you she's really good, isn't she? So yeah, you can find Dr. Christie. She's everywhere on the internet. I don't have her uh, website in front of me. I think, oh, it's the illuminated squad.com. That's what it is. Or you can just find her on Instagram, uh, at Dr. Christy and Christy is K R Y S T I. Okay. So, um, before we jump into the next clip, I have to take a sec to tell you, even though this isn't a clip, I need to do a shout out to one of my favorite products that I talked a lot about in 2019. Um, and these are the hand, painted watercolors from Sandy Spines. So if you haven't moseyed on over to her Etsy store, Sandy Spines, these are gorgeous watercolors of musculoskeletal paintings. I follow Sandy on Instagram. She just graduated. She's like getting her pilot's license. The girl's got like a banging side gig with the Sandy Spines and the talent that she has is just amazing. So go fill your clinics with these artworks. They're gorgeous. And you can get 10% off your entire purchase at the Etsy store using promo code SHESLAYS. Okay, so next on the replay is a little clip from a more recent conversation with Dr. Nona Javid in episode 29. Um, Nona and I, we have such a similar story, except she went to Berkeley and I went to UW La Crosse, Wisconsin. Um, and the fact that she was born in a foreign country and I just follow the Kardashians very closely, but basically everything else is very similar. Um, in this clip, Dr. Nona, we actually took a question from a guy who she's coaching and 
he's got a very successful practice already and he's trying to pivot it into something more meaningful and fulfilling. So Dr. Nona's episode is episode 29 and here is a little taste from that episode. How fast do you think you can pivot a brand? So like, let's say that, um, let's say this guy, part of what he doesn't like is they're very PI heavy. And we have some non-chiros that listen, that stands for personal injuries. So it's basically like work comp and auto injuries. Um, And that is a very lucrative uh, for the most part. Um, and in, in some states, it's much more lucrative than others. We're Wisconsin, like looking over at Minnesota. Minnesota is a huge PI state. Um, but so let's say he said like, uh, I, they pay, but like, how do I start? Like all of his marketing is in PI. And we're really going down a rabbit hole of specificity, but I think people could apply this in different ways. Like, how quickly could, would you recommend, like, what would be the steps of the timeline of like, all right, you don't want to market to PI anymore. And he's like, no, I don't want to market to PI anymore. I want to market to like boomers who want to like live wellness and all that jazz. Yeah. So it, the answer is yes, it depends. So <laughs> I guess um, if someone came to me and they were in that situation, it's like, okay, well, how deep is your desire to go from PI to this totally opposite of the spectrum? And how fast are you willing to implement and, you know, your speed of implementation, right? Like if we decide on something, like, are you going back to the practice and do, and putting it in literally that same day? I would say, mm, and a good average in that extreme example would be about a year that it would take that they could transition because you're right, like and going from PI to like completely cash. What I would encourage someone like that, if they came to me and if they're running is because I'm not just looking at, okay, this is what you want. Let's do all this other, but I want, I need it to be profitable. I'm the time A that's like looking at the numbers and making sure that we're measuring everything. Right. So I wouldn't necessarily recommend that they do it right away either per se. Um, I might suggest, okay, well, you've lost your purpose because you've seen so much PI. What can we do in this existing practice to give you that fire or to, you know, to give you that purpose back in a PI practice? And I've done that too. Mm -hmm. And I think, but if it was a, if it was a smaller shift, like, okay, I'm seeing uh, I don't know, like random people and I want to switch to kids with autism, you know, something like that. Then I would say that also depends on you, how fast you want to go. And I always say that speed of implementation, like if you just, the, the people that are massively successful, they're making decisions right and left. And that decision could be a no, it could be a yes, but it's never a maybe. And it's usually right away right? Like, oh, maybe because the longer you think about something, that speed of implementation, if it's like, if it's taking you a long time to decide, oh, am I going to do a workshop or am I going to have the spouse to come in? Then you start to talk yourself out of it or into something else. And, you know, and, and, and we tend to do that as human beings. And so it never gets done. Okie dokie, we are rolling right along and a replay and reflection of 2019 would just not be complete without my girl, Dr. Denisa Weber on this. Um, so this is episode 13 and oh my gosh, this chick also gets rambling messages from me, usually in the form of Marco Polo. Um, Denise and I are going to the IF gathering in Dallas, Texas in the beginning of February. This is a Christian women leadership conference. It sells out. I am so excited, but she's my soul sister who will quote Bible verses and I have seen her uh, talk from stages, and this girl preaches like she's a pastor's daughter. She's not, but she carries the faith and conviction that uh, she might as well be. So in this clip, we're answering how to incorporate faith into your work. All right, so here is episode 13 with Dr. Denisa Weber. Um, And I think it's like, be humble, Stay hungry, always hustle. That's Kendrick Lamar, actually, who said, bitch, be home. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> no, okay, who was the name who yeah. leadership who hey, wrote it? Brad Lomanek, he was catalyst leader. Um, but anyway, so in his book, he talks about calling versus assignment. And what you're kind of talking and discussing is more of kind of like, hey, you know, I feel this purpose and this calling. And that calling is can permeate into any assignment. But currently, you know, how we were talking in January and even what I have like up here is be where your feet are. And that's like our biggest saying in our family. And it's actually Tristan's quarterbacks like um, saying for the season is be where your feet are. And it's more of like the assignment is where my feet are. But my calling can go into any lane whatsoever. So if it's like for me, I'm wanting to equip, encourage and empower that I can do that in any kind of assignment. And I'm not tied to my assignment, but I'm tied to my calling. And that's way more freeing. And so if my assignment is chiropractic, which it is, my feet are in the chiropractic profession, but I'm also in like coaches wives land. And I'm also just like, depending upon where you're at and you're just more of like, how can I do, how, where have I been called where, you know, God's placed me and how can I purposely and intentionally, you know, um, just surrender to what he wants me to be in with these groups, you know, and that's where you're wanting to be, be where your feet are. Right. So that's why we are anchored to that. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's Paul actually who wrote like in Corinthians, it's so it's, we put it on signs all over Ikea, but it's like the idea of like bloom where you're planted and, you know, in it, he goes on to write that like basically wherever you were when you wherever you found yourself when you converted um or like discovered jesus like that's where he wants you type of thing um it's funny he goes on then like a big old rampage about how like if you're single like you should stay single and i'm like oh this must be really hard i'm really glad i was married when i found jesus apparently knew what marriage entailed (laughs) (laughs) seriously marriage Ugh. I, I watched my friends go through this. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but anyway, so it's it's kind of this this idea of like I, I feel like he anticipated what so many new believers were going to go through. Of like, you see this amazing, find this amazing discovery, this so this passion, this purpose that's so deep than anything you've ever experienced. And then you're like, well, I want that. And it's like, no, 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 you need to bring that to where you are, you know, like spread. The whole purpose is to spread, not for all the believers to come just to hang out with other believers. Like, no, like go get out of the church, go do and spread that. Mm -hmm. I'm reading Melinda Gates book right now. Um, moment of lift. It's Mm -hmm. okay. It's a relatively new book. Um, and it's about kind of, well, it's really about women's empowerment, like globally. Oh, it's so good. Uh, as a chiropractor, I am having to like face certain like uh, health things. Like, I don't know if you've heard, but the gates are kind of big into vaccines. <laughs> and so it's just like, you know, there's an entire chapter, but it is really cool because it like kind of has me check my ego as like, I know how things are, like things are not black and white. And it's like, mm, okay, maybe vaccines did save millions of people in foreign countries, but okay. But anyway, so she, I was thinking about her and she was talking about how she sat down with a group of women in India talking about sex trafficking. And like, she's just talking about the work, the work that she and the Gates Foundation has done. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. And then, because I was listening to it on the way over here, knowing we were going to be recording this, and I'm just like, you know, does God need her to, like, save this woman from sex trafficking and then make sure you hand her a Bible? Like, make sure it's, like, the King James Version. Like, right? Like, she, you're talking about assignment and calling of, like, she is doing, she's living like Christ, which is what we're supposed to be doing. Like, and, but then we put on all this complicated things of like, but did, then did you convert them to deck? I don't know. She saved their freaking life and like, did it through kindness and love. Yeah. And I can't remember where it's at in the scripture. It's just more of like you, you're planting the seed and you're watering the seed. Like, I think it's actually 
who it might have been Paul, where he's not trying to take credit for people's conversions because people were starting to count how many people Peter converted versus Paul. And it was all this exactly what people do, pridefully start keeping score mm-hmm. and numbers. And and he's like, it's not about that. It's not about who did what and when like like he was like so and so may have like planted it so and so may have watered it i've been the person convert like it, all these different things had to happen in order for that person to come to finally like decide that they were going to follow jesus and that's not my conversion like and so it was just more of like them not it's like hey take that off it's not about keeping score it's about like just knowing and trusting and i even spoke with this on focus it was like even about chiropractic is like Hey, you know, you can plant the seed for people, but don't stop putting the expectation and the weight on your shoulders that you need to like have them understand chiropractic to the depth and level that you think that they should in order for them to get in your door. Like that's ridiculous. You know what I mean? So same thing with like Jesus. We don't want to be like, I mean, take the weight off your shoulders. You just need to do like exactly. Is it loving on that person in the moment? Yes. You know, like just be there do like love on people. And if anything, Jesus always kind of circles back around. He's like, people, I love on people. Mm-hmm. I love on people. I love, it's really not hard guys. Watch. I love on people. I love on people. <laughs> yeah. That's what I do. I love on people. <laughs> like it's so simple. We have to make it harder. It's exactly what you like said in the beginning of like, okay, but do I need to hand them something? Do I need to physically pray over it? It's like, oh gosh, just like, just embody Christ. You know, it's that simple, but it's one of the hardest things ever. Like emit kindness, emit patience. All right. Time for another shout out to one of my greatest supporters in 2019. This is the progressive app from Connected and Inspire Media. So if you are a chiropractor who has a prenatal or pediatric clinic and you have not checked out this app yet, what are you doing? If having more, adding more value to your clinic is on the list for 2020, giving more resources to your patients, that's not going to require more time and energy from you. Go check out this app. If you go to sheslayspodcast.com forward slash she slays savings, you can get connected with the connected and inspired media app. Um, It's an app for your clinic that is just full of resources and exercises and stretches for your prenatal and pediatric clinics. It is awesome. And the owners and creators of it are so kind people. I can't even imagine working with nicer people. So this next conversation um, is actually in person. I don't get to do many in-person conversations. This is with my empath friend, Laura Johnson. She is one of my absolute best friends. She's not a chiropractor. Um, This is episode 17. So Laura is by definition an empath, meaning that she like, I don't know, absorbs people's feelings in a way that this narcissistic weirdo cannot even understand. So she's, like I said, she's not a chiropractor, but she is a salon owner and has multiple female employees, I believe 11 female employees, and um, works, spends like two hours working on people's hair. And because of the laying on hands, anybody who does energy work knows that that energy can easily transfer. Um, So this episode is her giving her advice on what she does on helping retain some of that energy throughout her day and giving some tips on like what you can do to save that energy up and not give it all away all day long to your patients. So this is episode 17 with my friend, Laura Johnson. I guess like figuring out, cause now like, and maybe it is Brene that made like that word, like kind of pop up for people, but like when you can figure out that you are an empath, like it's way easier to like read something or take a quiz or even like if that's like your baby step into it or any of this is resonating, like do a quick Google search and you can figure out a lot about yourself now. So for me, that made it a lot easier. Um, When I first started doing hair, I just didn't know, like, I was like, I am so fucking exhausted at the end of the day. I'm like, I can't do anything. And I just didn't get why. And also, like, in the beginning of my career, like, when you have all those drain suck Mm -hmm. clients, 
<laughs> like we all have them. Yes. Now I can be a little more selective of like who I take for a client and stuff, but it does help that I'm like weaning out those like people because like their energy doesn't match with mine either. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of like rejected them along the way. So it's way easier for multiple reasons. Like I don't have those people that are horrible. I am able to do way more like meditating helps a ton. Like I can talk crystals in my bra. I feel like somebody who thinks that crystals like help. Um, but Which there's a crystal, lot. Are there specific crystals that you use? I, um, I kind of grab whatever feels like good that day, but um, I usually do. Hematite is really heavy. That's like a grounding That's crystal. That's black, right? Yeah. I don't carry those like a ton. It's more like a, a rose quartz. Sometimes the smoky quartz or regular quartz are like my big ones that I feel like just kind of help. Um, and if you're a meditator, like that could help as well. Like I like, I don't do like sitting down, like practicing meditating, but, but like before I go to bed or get up in the morning, like that kind of thing, then I'll just like go through, like set your intention, wash through the day, like see how it feels, that kind of thing. Okay. So I do feel like it helps, but it also helps, um, clearing up the negative people. <laughs> so like literally clearing yeah. like them from yeah. your schedule. Yeah. That helps a lot. And I, I... I do feel like we really set the intention at the salon, though. Like, I have 11, including myself, there's 11 of us. And I just don't feel like we really get those people anymore, hmm. honestly. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is. We don't get as many of them as we used to. We definitely have, like, let's say, I don't even know how many people we see a week, but, like, let's say we see 200 people a week. There's probably less than a dozen that right. are the ones that really are wasting your time. And if you get a new person in who's like that, generally they don't, they just don't mesh. Right. Um, but so even if, so, I mean, those are like the drains, but like Mm -hmm. most people are not drains. Most people are just normal, but they'll sit Mm -hmm. in your chair for two hours. And most, most even normal people talk negatively. I mean, right, like, we just yeah, tend to yeah. be kind of like a pessimistic society, what's yeah. going on in life, oh, I'm so busy, blah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 yep. Um, So you're talking about, like, you will wear crystals, mm-hmm. you'll meditate, and that's how you learn to, like, just block yourself from absorbing all of that negativity. All right, so going into the next clip, uh, my vulnerability and shame are going to show a little bit here. So this is that conversation with Megan Sanvey in episode 10, who I was talking about earlier with her muscles and mindset program. Um, So this clip is vulnerable. It's honest. And you're going to see like, this is basically me working with Megan. You're except we recorded it. And this is similar to what a one-on-one would look like if you worked with Megan in her eight week muscles and mindset program. Um, she's not going to let you stay superficial. Uh, this go back and listen to episode 10. Holy cow. She's going to dig deep through your emotional baggage about your body. Um, it's good. It is raw. And if you can relate to anything I'm saying in this next clip, I highly encourage you to look into Megan's muscles and mindset program, mention promo code she slays, and you're going to save yourself a hundred bucks. And that program kicks off January 13th. Go to our website and click on she slays savings, and we will have a link for you to get to that program. So without further ado, Here is episode 10 with Megan Sanvey talking about body love, body shame, and body positivity. So (laughs) I think I know what you're going to say on this. One of the other main conversations that we keep having, and I would say is a major block still, um, and I need more coaching on, is this whole self-love acceptance thing. Um. So for people who don't know me, I am like the most confident, insecure person you'll ever meet. (laughs) It's like anybody who ever hears like, wait a minute, you have any insecurities in life? I'm like, yes, I do. Because I walk around with this like, there's some things I just don't give a shit. And then all these other things that I care extensively about, like, why didn't they put a smile? Like if my friend doesn't put a smiley face after their text, I'm like, oh my God, she's mad. She's totally mad. And I have called like six, seven times leaving voicemails. Are you mad at me? I'm really sorry. So anyway, that was just my craziness. Maybe D coming. Cause we just need some validation. 
right. Yeah, all comes back to that. But the self-love, so when I think of self-love, I think of acceptance. Is this true? It's a huge part of what self-love is. Self-love is not sunshine and rainbows. It's not every day waking up and loving yourself. I am still on my self-love journey. I think we all continue to be every day. I am a much more evolved person. Um, The story that I've shared with you, Lauren, and with my listeners over and over again is you cannot, you cannot change your body if you do not start coming from a place of love. Can you in the short term? Absolutely. Does the short term bring you any kind of actual deep satisfaction or gratitude or love? No. The most miserable time in my life was when I was my smallest. Easily, easily 25 pounds smaller than I am now. I was awful human. I hated myself more than I ever have. My body was disgusting. I was disgusting. I was anxious. I, my life was just crumbling, but it should have been perfect. Like I was finally small. Mm -hmm. And I, it wasn't because I still hated myself internally. And it wasn't until I was like, okay, this isn't working. What's wrong? And dove into that avenue of acceptance which is, like you said, that self-love. It's not, I still don't look in the mirror every day and be like, I got it. I love every piece of me. I feel great every day. We were going to do this on Zoom and I was like, don't judge me because I look like crap today. Like I still pick up parts of my body, but I can catch myself when I'm doing it, which is the first step of just realizing it and knowing that my outward body is not why people love me. It's not my, when people think of me, I hope it's my message. I hope it's my spirit. I hope it's my vibrations and energy that people love, not my physicality. And self-love doesn't also mean great. Well, here I am. Like I'm stuck here. Like I love myself now. I can never change it. It doesn't mean that we can't. Yeah. That's the big like opposition that I think I I know I need to get over is when I go like, okay, so if I love and accept my body, I associate that with, I accept that this is what I will look like at its peak for the rest of my life and it won't get better. And so you can imagine that that is something that I would, I actively would like turn and run from of like, no, 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 no. I will love my body in five, 10 more pounds. Then I'll accept it and love it for the rest of the life. It can stay that weight and that look for the rest, but I, I, I can't accept this yet because if I accept the way my stomach looks, why, how would it get more toned? Like how that's, that's what I don't understand of like, where's the motivation coming from? Oh, this is going to sound icky. My crazy is going to show here. Where does the, oh God, I don't even, where does the motivation come from to improve if it's not coming from that asshole inside of us that says like, ew, ew, that's what your stomach looks like. How do you motivate your employees? How do you motivate your children? Money. Money. That's a good one. That's a positive. Do your children motivate when you tell them that they're worthless piles of crap or do they motivate when you give them something positive? Yeah, definitely more that. So what would that look like? Like literally I need you to tell me like, how would I, so standing in front of a mirror, naked as fuck. And I'm like, Hmm, that's, that's a stomach that I love. But want to improve. What's the self-talk there? Like, what's the script? Self-talk, first of all, is looking at your whole package. Are you just your stomach? No. Are there a zillion other things about yourself that you could choose to say that you like? Or are you just going to one narrow in on one square inch of your body? Okay, so now this second to last conversation was a conversation I walked away like, whoa, I think we are going to break the internet with this. Uh, We didn't. Um, Apparently there wasn't enough 
sequins and champagne. If you don't get that reference, I'm sorry. You don't follow the Kardashians enough or you're too young. I don't know. Um, so I did not, this is, this is episode 22 with Dr. Devin Vrana. Uh, this girl is freaking amazing. And to be fair, I did not fully prep her for the hard hitting questions I was going to give her. Um, but she brought it to the table a hundred percent. I'm not a fan of using more than a hundred percent. I wanted to say a thousand percent there, but that's not real. She did a hundred percent. Um, and I didn't plan. I didn't really know. We, neither of us knew fully where the conversation was going to go. And when we got done, we were just like, whoa, that was powerful and so beautiful. I will tell you, this is not a light conversation. Go back and listen to whole, the whole thing because I think it could heal so many issues in our profession and our society with between the power struggle between men and women. So this is episode 22 with Dr. Devin Vrana. It's just the microcosm of the macrocosm. It's going on everywhere. The vaccine topic, everything's getting polar, everything. Mm -hmm. And so how I believe we step forward in this is with some grace and patience where we, you know, we, we stay very true to our authentic nature and we hold space as we all kind of um, get uncomfortable in the new comfortable. So, so when you say like uh, step forward with grace and patience, on both sides, mm -hmm. uh, can you actually like tell me what that looks like for a woman? Yeah, and then I would love to know like um, like picture like picture a man who is nervous, very nervous. Like I don't know, maybe he like has a female associate, um, and then tell me like what he could do to like demonstrate grace and patience also. So if you could like, what yeah. that typically looks like. You know, we want it now. I'm actually wearing a watch that says now, right? I like here, I run now. If I want it, I want it now. It, we're a now culture. Um, in a process like this, patience to me as a woman is that people are living out their stories that they've learned. People are living out the culture as it was. People are, you know, I apply one of our beautiful 33 principles, which is healing takes time. And so the healing that women have endured is real. And we, we are still processing those wounds of, you know, physical, verbal abuse and suppression. That was real. We couldn't vote a few years ago. Like we didn't make this stuff up. Right. Um, and so like, you know, there is a healing process. So we need to be patient with ourselves um, that it's not all going to happen immediately. And, um, you know, and so forgiving the past and being patient in the process of what it's going to take. Look at it now though, 50, 50 graduating classes are, they're women. It's already happening. So I don't want to stay stuck in the story or stuck in the wound. And I don't want to feed the dragon anymore either. It's time to put the defense down. That's the grace element where it's like inner world, outer world reflects inner world. So put the sword down, girls. We can be girl power without being aggressive about it, I believe. Because um, I'm a feminist too, but that doesn't mean slay my brothers. So, right? And in order to heal, we must put the sword down because, you know, it's going to take both sides to heal, obviously. Um, oh God. And I just hate like the polarizing talk of this. I, I imagine you do too of like, Ugh, but well, we have to speak so real. to where people are of like, okay, in order for us to move forward in society, in the profession, in whatever, as equals men, women, black, white, all, any minority and majority coming together, um, there has to be trust that like, okay, I'm going to put my sword down. And like you said, like we didn't make this shit up no. we carry this chip on our shoulders because we saw our mothers our grandmothers like you know fighting this, this thing in real talk in chiropractic school there were times when they used me as a student example and put their hands in places they shouldn't have placed and yes I just said that because I know I'm not the only woman because I go to conferences and I hear from some of them where it's like we're looked at different you know with like the sexual uh, violation that, that has, has happened. It's real talk. It has happened. And I, so I don't want to, I don't want to kick dirt over it either and be like, Oh, girls, like, you know, toughen up. 
it, you know, I also realize that I have this Hulk crazy fighter energy in me. And I also have this very mother Teresa. I love everyone. And I, the authentic Devin, am in between the two of them. And being totally one way or the other does not serve me. So I navigate this conversation and every conversation with, you know, what's true and what serves the highest and greatest good. So, you know, I don't want to be a fighter anymore. That's exhausting. I don't want to be angry all the time. That doesn't get any of us anywhere. I want to, I want to be patient and I want to be kind and I want to be loving. And, um, and that's the world I want for my daughter. And so, um, yeah. yeah both sides have to trust, right? Both sides have to trust of like, all right, I'm going to put down the armor, but like, are you going to show up as an authentic self wanting to move forward and heal also? And like, that's on an individual person to person. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, what does that look like for a man? It's so crazy. Cause I immediately think of, I went to date with destiny with Tony Robbins and he talks about this a lot, actually, and just how for centuries, you know, it has been very male-dominated world, a masculine, aggressive world, a war-driven world. And there is the pendulum swing, but what has happened to some women is we think to step up, we need to be a man. That's, that has created more war. That has created more problems. What needs to happen is we need to step up as ourselves as women and when we do that it's not threatening to men right it's not like we're coming to take control we're not but they don't know how to recognize the difference because they've grown up in the same masculine aggressive war-driven world too it didn't just happen to us it happened to them too so, so what the world needs now is is the feminine you know patience and grace and nurture and and i think that we're doing it man just you hosting this this podcast is doing it and lastly how could any recap be complete of 2019 with a convert without a conversation between me and my main squeeze the man who makes this thing more than just me talking into an unplugged microphone, uh, Kirby Brunswick. So Kirby and I were on multiple episodes together. We actually heard back from a lot of you that those are some of your favorites. Um, but I am too difficult to work with and too stubborn, so this cannot be 100% Kirby and I episodes. He only gets to come on every so often. Um, now, what I wanted was a mashup of like little tip bits of our conversations um, and all of our ridiculousness, but he said that was too much work and that I don't pay him enough. So maybe for Valentine's Day, you guys can get a love montage of our ridiculousness um, because conversations with him are always my favorite. I don't know if it's because we always record them on Friday afternoons and have gin and sodas with us, unless we're detoxing. Um, and even then he cheats and he gets a gin and soda or it's probably because he's so used to my rambling and getting off topic and defensive comments that he can really interpret. He can like bring me back of like full circle, like, okay, hold on. This is what we were talking about. And I mess things up a lot. And so he can interpret what I'm saying if the message just didn't quite get through. So he'll be like, what she means is. Um, so yeah, he's really my filter, my editor and it is like listening to, not to get too corny, like a yin and yang, having a conversation, um, honest and raw and soulful. So in this question, this is coming from episode 12, and we were answering a question from a Cairo whose marriage was basically how she put it, if we talk about business, we will get a divorce. So we've just decided to keep our businesses separate and not talk about it at all. Um, he is not a chiropractor and owned another small business, and she kind of referred to him as a he thinks he know it all. So this conversation was really good for anybody who is um, married to someone, whether they're a chiropractor or not, who like maybe you're just not jiving with your communication styles on what's best for the business. We talk about how to respect and listen to each other. And it is also the clip that keeps on giving because it's the first moment we talk about Jason, the husband, giving out puppies. So if you've ever listened to an episode and you're like, what are they talking about? I don't get it. Episode 12, this clip is uh, where that comes from. For 
a problem that you're seeing within the business, I think it would be good if you came home, like, okay, so here's a, for instance, um, you had a bad day, numbers are down and you come home and you're just pissed off. You're 10% down this month, blah, blah, blah. And you may say like, okay, I just want to vent right now about our numbers. I don't want to hear your solutions right now, but I do think I am ready to set up a lunch meeting with you or a coffee date in which we can spitball some ideas about how we can get more new patients in because, you know, and, um, and then from your standpoint, Jason, of realizing that like she it is a chiropractic business and she does know it to a degree mm -hmm. that like she lives and breathes it every day in the clinic. So if you say something like give a puppy to every new patient, you know, Jackie, hear that and be like, OK, so what I'm hearing is you think there should be more of an incentive for new patients besides chiropractic. Mm -hmm. um, and Jason, she may not give away a puppy. It may be a water bottle or, you know, like. Jason's always trying to give away puppies. Jason, you just. Jason, wanted... where do you get all those puppies from? <laughs> That's the real question here. But, you know, where so Jason, you need to then not take that personal of like, she is using your idea. She's just putting it through this lens and not be like, I told you to give away puppies. You thought it was a stupid idea and you decided water bottles were smarter. You think I'm dumb. Yeah. Yeah. You got to you got to look at it as you're both trying to help. And I think that's where the universal thing comes back to of like the, the we thing of like we are both trying to build our businesses and you have to listen to each other and stay pretty calm. Because if he comes in with an idea and you go, that won't work, you don't get it. One, Jason, stay calm and go, please explain to me why. And Jackie, you have to actually stay calm, too, <sighs> and explain it. Because in your explanation, you may realize that it might work or he may have a way to make it work. Or but what you... if she just doesn't have the energy to do that? Like, OK, can we like tangent for a second and talk about like how much energy all of this therapy talk communication actually takes? Yeah. And like, it's just I, I agree that like one of the people that you love more than anyone in life or at least the one that you're bound to more than anyone in life. Um, why is it just so difficult to put the energy in to communicate calmly and kindly? Like it's really universal too. Cause like you lose, I don't know. I lose my temper with my parents or like just get annoyed at like my mom. And you'll be like that. You seem really you would mad. never talk to somebody else that way. But yet. Yeah. Yeah. But it's that thing of like, it's the person who I think the person you spent so much time with, you go, if this person doesn't get it, is anyone ever going to get it? Like, but you, you do. It's really hard. It's something that like you have to, you have to like see the anger in yourself and like detach from it, which I think I've gotten a little better at with meditation. It helps to like see your emotions, but not be your emotions, I mm -hmm. guess. But yeah, it's the, none of this is like, well, do this and we'll do just, it every just, time and you'll be fine. Like, yeah, there's going to be you at your best. And that's why I remember, realized that I said something like set up a coffee date or a lunch date, because at the end of the day, I would be willing to guess that most of these fights happen at the end of the day mm -hmm. when you have both exhausted your patience and resources with your clients and your clinic patients. Mm -hmm. um, and you just don't have anything left to give like you're just at that point of like just I, I can't I think another good thing is having an argument safe word of like you know a ripcord thing of we are oh but if you called to say it depends oh that could backfire yeah because if you called a safe word while I was like trying in to the like, middle of a really good really like, like yelling at you I would be like you can take your safe word and shove it you know where <laughs> um so maybe not but if that works for you and I think there might be moments um but like just uh now is not the time type of thing yeah of or just uh we're not getting anywhere we're we're just kind of talking past each other or yelling at each other and do you feel any better and do you feel like I'm going to even if you make the greatest point in the world you feel like I'm going to submit right now right. like maybe we should talk about this tomorrow yeah and I think that that's you know planning those meetings where you can both show up as 
uh, mature professionals. Mm -hmm. And so like, just like how you need to show up to that lunch meeting where he's going to give you ideas on new patients, as if you had hired a coach to have lunch with you and give you ideas, he needs to also of like, okay, I'm not going to show up as her husband being like, of course, you know, like, you know, it needs to be this. Yeah. Artificially professional relationship until you get better at it. Well, that's it, folks. Um, Yes, I know we missed some of your favorites, and I'm very, very sorry. I wish that we could have them all in here. I really, really do. Just make my little heart explode. For 2020, we'll break out like a two-part series. So um, that way it can be longer and we can incorporate more best ofs. Seriously, from the bottom of my heart, God bless each one of you who supports me in this. Um, I know I come across like a confident mofo, but your messages and DMs and emails and texts, every single one of them means the world to me. So thank you for your support in 2019, and I cannot wait to do 2020 with you. So until next week, She Slayers, love you all. Hey, She Slayers, are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast, and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait. Don't wait.